Welcome back to yet another episode of Throne Hands, episode 111. Breck, how are you doing? Doing good, Jacob. Ready to talk some uh, MMA. How you doing? I'm doing great, and I'm ready to talk some too. All right, so we're going to go over a couple uh, things from the prelims. All right, I want to mention this. How the hell is Shanna Dobson still on the roster? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, to be honest, I, I, uh, I tuned out for a lot of these prelims. But I just know that there was a lot from my Twitter feed, a lot of from all the uh, Twitter accounts I follow. It was like violence was the uh, prohibited uh, theme coming out of these prelims. But yeah, that's pretty wild. The, the strike count. Yeah, uh, that's that's. Uh, oof. Casey O'Neill is going to be going to be really good, I think. Uh, she, you know, I think she's with City Kickboxing, if I'm not mistaken. So I, I think she can be a problem, but. Let's talk about Nate Landwehr and Julia, Julian Arosa real quick. Julian Arosa, we interviewed him on Throwing Hands, one of my favorites personally. Gets Nate Landwehr out of there in 57 seconds. Quite impressive, um, especially a guy who was cut by the UFC twice and is on a two-fight win streak in the UFC right now. What were your thoughts on this one if you saw it? Um, yeah, like like I said, dude, uh, I tuned out most of these prelims. I, I To be honest, I, I didn't really watch most of these prelims, so – I uh I didn't see I didn't see these. Uh, okay, all right. Sorry. So Eddie Wineland got his butt beat. Um, this was an interesting fight, but let's head over to the main card real quick. Tom Aspinall is going to be something. Yeah, uh, I did want to get into this. Tom Aspinall, wow, this was this was an impressive performance. Um, I mean, on the first round, these guys were swinging. These this was an awesome awesome first round. Um. I mean, even for Morlovsky, he was landing some huge shots, too. What a chin on uh, on Aspinall in the first. I mean, Orlovsky was taking some big shots and landing some bigger shots. And then, you know, I think Aspinall probably realized probably shouldn't take those shots going into the second, took them down, and, and it was over. One of the quickest chokes maybe we'll ever see. Yeah, I think I – think our- Andre Orlovsky knew that, hey, this is locked up. I have no chance of getting out of here. So he probably just, you know, hit the tap. All right. What do you think is next for Orlovsky? It's, I think he should just hang it up personally. Yeah. You know, it, it's tough for Orlovsky. He, he's definitely closer to retirement than, you know, more fights, but he's definitely got a little fight left in him. It's tough to say. Um, he, he's definitely a legend of the sport. Uh, former, you know, heavyweight champion, but um, he he was landing some shots on a really fast young prospect too. So you got to give it to him there. Yeah, I got to give it to him too. I agree with you. He does have a little bit of fight left in him, but I think is the fighting worth more than your brain? I mean, his brain's already gone, probably to be honest. But that, that's what you got to look at next. But for Tom Aspinall, we'll we'll talk about what's next for him when we get to uh, what is it uh. Olenek versus Dacus. All right. 
Philip Paz versus Imamov. Uh, Philip Paz getting a nice win there, uh, winning the f- by majority decision. I thought he won the first two, and then Imamov. Uh, I can't pronounce his name. Uh, won the last one, but great. It was an entertaining fight. I got to say, what were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, um, I don't. If you could remind me, what round? Uh, Imama, Imama. I can't even say it either. Ooh, um, Imamov. There we go. Uh, he had him hurt. Was it the second round? I think it was the end of the third round. End of the third round? So, I mean, if it was a five-round fight, maybe Imavov, you know, gets the finish in the fourth. But um, he, he couldn't capitalize. And, you know, Hawes, um, Hawes was really good, really good on the feet throughout the fight and um, won a decisive victory. Yeah, I, I'm impressed by Philip Hawes, you know, coming in the UFC uh, two-fight win streak now. Uh, for Imavov, I think he's a bright prospect. Give him, give him some somebody out of the contender series so he can get a win. Again, what do you have to say? Yeah, you know, um, it, it was a good showing by both guys. You know, well, you know, uh, Hawes looked good and Imavov looked good. Um, both looked good on the feet. And, you know, we'd like to see, you know, maybe better on the ground from Imavov with uh, the takedowns of Hawes, the four there that you're showing. But, um uh, this was a this was an entertaining fight to watch. And then for Philip Hawes, uh, I'm not saying top 15 yet, but I would say somebody who just dropped out of the top 15. I don't really know the rankings, obviously, who who was in top 15, but I think that's a pretty good start for Philip Hawes because I, I think he does have potential. What do you have to say? Yeah, I don't know if you want to give him a top 15 right away, but maybe yeah, someone that just dropped out of the top 15 or maybe like the 15 or 14 somebody in that range, a step up in competition would definitely be, you know, welcomed for Philip Laws. For sure, because he seems like he's been on a roll as of late. All right. To, I think, the most surprising outcome of the night, in my opinion, Alexi Olenek uh, caught the hands of Chris Dawkins real quick. Chris Dawkins landing 34 significant strikes uh, on Saturday night against the man that just finished his 75th probe out in Alexia Linick. Herb Dean with the later late stoppage, I guess. But Chris Docks is something else. And I think he's he's someone to watch out for in this division. What do you what what were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, it was like the uh the night of the young heavyweight prospects, the young fast heavyweight prospects. Uh I just what I took away from it was, you know, Docus's um hand speed and uh you just gotta wonder uh Olenek's last fight was against Lewis I believe right yeah that flying knee you just wonder if Olenek you know maybe took a lot of you know damage from that and you know sometimes you're never the same and he's been in like what like 100 fights (laughs) record is pretty insane I mean he really just never even got started in the fight I mean Doc has just poured it on him and it was just there was a moment they were pointing in the post show where it was where I wrote down, like, wh- like this was another Herb Dean questionable moment where it was, like, Olenek was, like, looking at Herb Dean after, like, the 10th punch Dawkins landed. Like, can you stop it? But he was, like, no, I'll just go out on my shield. And it was, like, Herb, come on. And then, like, he threw, like, another 20 punches, and then they stopped it. It was, like, it got a little ugly there. It seems like Herb Dean's been off lately. I texted a that little, in the group. A, a little bit. Like, he's a really great ref, like – He's one of the best, but like it seems some weird, some weird decisions lately. Yeah, and like toward the end of the year, like w- when I forget who's on the ground, he should. When Dan Hardy yelled "Stop the fight," it seemed 
it, it's I didn't I didn't necessarily agree with what Hardy said, but it seemed like after that it kind of just set a trend of you know it, he has like one bad thing every two or three weeks. Yeah, it, it does. I didn't really agree with Hardy in that situation. It really wasn't his you know spot to call him out like that. But he was a you know former fighter. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Dan Hardy, but he's coming back apparently to fight uh, what's his face, uh, Matt Brown. So we'll see what happens there. All right, what do you think's next for Olenek? I don't know. Um, it's an interesting question. It's it's kind of like the Orlovsky route we we're just talking about. Um, there's if you it's if, we, if you keep giving. I just want to go back one second, just like to talk about this fight for um, yeah. Olenek, were you a little surprised he didn't try to take this to the ground? He he, he had apparently one takedown attempt. One takedown attempt. But I was I, a little I was a little stunned by that. Like the man who has what's his uh you know the forty six submissions I think. Yeah, what's the choke he does? The, Ezekiel uh, choke. Yeah, the Ezekiel choke. He's got like what like thirty of those or something. <laughs> twelve. I was like, I, oh, twelve. Yeah, twelve. It's ridiculous. I was like, oh, so we're gonna see an Ezekiel choke, but um. I guess they're going to keep letting him fight. And I just, I don't know if they keep feeding him to young guys like a Chris Dawkins or a Tom Aspinall, it's going to get ugly here quick. So like if he fights an older heavyweight, sure. But like, yeah, pull up. um, Like Junior Dos Santos. (laughs) Like, yeah. But like, I, I, I would, I would think JDS just knocks him out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I would pick Walt Harris. I think Walt Harris knocks him out. I think. Yeah. Uh, Pavlovich, uh, Ty- Tabura, Ivanov. Tabura. I mean, All those guys are younger, faster. It's like. Greg Hardy. That's that's the fight to make. Greg Hardy versus uh, Alexia Olenek. Maybe, yeah. Greg Hardy needs a fight. But then that's that's that could be a terrible fight for Greg Hardy because we've he seen has- gets to the ground. He's got like zero grappling experience or cardio for that or matter. cardio for that matter <laughs> try to pull out an inhaler mid-fight um uh yeah so i don't know what to do with olenic and so we're going to talk about um chris Dawkins and aspinall right now um i you know obviously i they're both going to get numbers after this i think i don't see their you think both i don't know about both who do you think will get the number i think aspinall I think Dawkins maybe is right outside. I think Aspinall gets into that 14, 15. Well, well, Bisping thinks that Dawkins could get 10. Really? Yeah. I mean, he beat number 10. So okay. we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think they both get numbers, but I don't think the matchmakers would want to put them, pit them up against each other. So I think a great yeah. fight for Aspinall would be Walt Harris. Yeah, that would be a good fight for him. And then um, for, yeah, I don't know about Dawkins. What do you think? Yeah, actually, you, you, it does make sense to both give numbers, but I would I would say like ten through fifteen. I don't think they deserve top ten rankings right away. But um, yeah, it's just, it's it's good for the heavyweight division to get some some young guys in there, just because it's getting you know pretty old pretty quick. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you there. But yeah, I mean these two guys are I, hot take. This is a little early, but I think we got Nganu, Blades, Rosenstroik. Gone, uh, and uh, Dacus and Aspinall as the feature of the division. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. 
Yeah, and I think Volkov, you know, if he stays the way he does, I think I think he could be up there too. All right, to the co-main event. Of the, uh, no, not the co-main. Charles Rosa versus Derek Minner. Derek Minner having significant control time in this fight. Uh, I mean, Charles Rosa was trying to throw up every submission in the book from the bottom, you know, triangles, yeah. uh, arm bars. He tried like three arm bars and, and some weird kimuras too, but Derek Minner just controlled controlled this fight from start to finish landing four or five takedowns and landing double the sh- over double the strikes. What were your thoughts on this one? Yeah. He couldn't get the leverage to, you know, put the pressure to get the Kimura. Like he just kept trying to go for the Kimura and it was like, you're, you're just not going to get it, dude. <laughs> you just see that so many times where they're like fires are going for the Kimura from the, from the bottom. And you're like, dude, you got to get some leverage there to put some pressure. Like the fighter could just sit there all day. You know what I mean? Like where they just sit there and just like hold it. Like, okay, yeah, you have my arm, but like you're not doing anything with it. But um, this fight was really, really um, like you would you're watching it and then like you're like, oh, maybe Rosa gets back up on his feet or it's like, oh, nope, Manor takes him down, domination or back on the feet, strikes, strikes, take that. You know what I mean? Like it was complete and utter domination all the way through. Yeah, it was pretty rough to watch. So, for Rosa, I, it's it's tough. It's tough telling what's next for him because he hasn't been too successful at all in the UFC. Really, uh, you know, he lost to Bryce Mitchell. I, I think he lost to Aguilar, or did he beat Aguilar? Let me see. Oh, uh, ooh, Ivers. Oh, he he beat Aguilar. That's right. And then. Um, he, you know, he just lost this weekend and he's lost many other fights in the UFC. So I think, I think they should just feed him to a young prospect and just see How what happens. What? How old is Rosa? He's like 34. 34? He's not that old. Yeah, he's not that old, but like, I don't see his ceiling being that high. Maybe not, but he, I mean, 34 is not 13 and five. He's, he's not a terrible fighter. I mean, he's not a terrible fighter, but let's talk about Derek Minner. I think he deserves somebody in the top 15 with that performance. I yeah. was thoroughly I, impressed. Yeah, I agree. Like a step up in competition, definitely. Because, uh, I mean, just complete and utter domination. Like I said, you're, like, you're watching this fight, and you're like, you, you never thought for a second that Rosa was going to do anything. Like on the feet, you're like, this is nothing. No, you know, Rosa poses no threat. And then on the ground, Minner – like every submission attempt, you're like, uh, I, I just don't, I don't see men are getting submitted here. Yeah, I don't, I didn't either. It was, it was brutal to watch. So I think, uh, who, who's fighting, uh, Danny Gay? Oh, uh, Gavin Tucker. Yeah, I think the lo- loser of that fight, I Canadian, think that right? Gavin Tucker. Yeah, Gavin, what'd you say? Canadian, Gavin Tucker. Yeah, right? Canadian. How about it? Yeah, that's an awesome fight. Someone's getting choked out, like Daniel said. But yeah, I think that's a good that fight. That would be uh, interesting. Yeah, I can't wait. All right, Ketlin Vahera versus Yana Kuniskaya. Kuniska, this was if if you thought the last fight was domination, this was domination. Kuniskaya made it boring, and she absolutely swallowed Vieira. What were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, Vieira had a lot of the um, control time with the takedowns, but. She didn't really do a lot with the control time, you know. She's just kind of um stayed in guard the whole time, and that's just let Kanitska really just 
mount a comeback, you know, just mount offense and just throw strikes from either the bottom or the top. And then when she reversed and then got on top, I mean, you saw that later rounds, like she was throwing elbows, like those elbows were ridiculous. And the end, yeah, she opened her up and it, it was, it was ugly there at the end. And I know like the takedowns and the control time were for, um, Vieira and a lot of people thought maybe Vieira won the fight, but I mean, just on the damage alone, I, I think you had to give it to Konitska and it was, a. Uh, I just, I don't believe in, you know, control time wins you a fight. If you don't do much with the control time, if you look at the strikes landed and you look at two fifteen to 35, I, I see the winner of the fight is Konitska. Yeah. I completely agree with you there. And control time does not necessitate, Winning the fight. I mean, uh, I, this is like a weird example, but when George St. Pierre was mounting Bisping, Bisping was doing more work up from the bottom than uh, GSP was from top. So, I mean, GSP obviously choked him out, but uh-huh. like, yeah, but like, but you get, you all get my point. Like, that doesn't necessarily mean you're dominating the fight because, yeah, Bisping was slicing up GSP. All right. I don't know what's next for Ketlin Vieira because it seems like she's hit her ceiling kind of. And with this was a good, um, this was good for the division though. Like it, it, you know, opened it up a bit, opened it up a little bit. Yeah. And I think, I think the fight to make would be, uh, Vihetta versus, uh, Sarah McMahon or Renault. I think that's a good fight to make. And then we have, uh, Kanitska. Yeah. I think she, maybe even Durandamy. <laughs> Screw it. Why not? Uh-oh. I don't know if she goes up to fights. Number one, I think Durandamy gets, I think home fights Durandamy, but Holmes fighting Pena in May. Oh well, yes, but I'm saying I don't think Durand. I don't think, I don't think Kanitska is going to get you know the the number one contender shot right away. Yeah, that's true. But I think you're right that six drops down to fight like an eight or nine. But I think I think Kunitska will get a jump up in competition and fight. You know, Lad. Yeah, maybe Lad or 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 Juliana Pena. But yeah, I don't see I don't see her fighting Durandamy. I think Durandamy waits for Nunez or yeah. the winner of home um Pena. Pena. And then the winner of home Pena gets Nunez. I don't get why. It's crazy. It Nunez, Nunez just has a control over so many two divisions. I don't get how home and Durandamy wasn't the fight to make. Yeah, it's a little little weird not looking at it. Like, that was the fight to make. Yeah, because now Durandamy's a little bit on the sideline. Speaking of Nunez, real quick, does the fight against Vegan Anderson get out of the first round? Um, I, I, I think so. I think the Anderson camp will probably, you know, have a defensive – well, they better have a defensive game plan. <laughs> I think – I think maybe they'll try to mix in some wrestling and uh, yeah, I think it'll probably get to the second round. I, I, I still think Nunez probably wins by KO, but probably in the second round. Should we start a GoFundMe for Anderson's funeral? <laughs> no, no, we shouldn't. I, I don't think we need to do that. <laughs> All right. To the main event of the evening, Derek Lewis versus Curtis Blades. Derek Lewis showing absolutely no footwork in this fight, nor does he ever show footwork. And in the first round, you know, he's just getting pressured. And then second round, Blades shoots for a takedown, right uppercut to the chin. And according to Derek Lewis, and then Lewis uh, falls with two DX chops. And according to Derek Lewis, it was Herb Dean's fault, which 
I agree with him. What were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, this was um, this was an interesting fight because <laughs> Derek Lewis was getting absolutely picked apart on the feet. Leg kicks, his legs were getting destroyed by Derek Lewis. The jab was working well. I mean, Lewis. I mean, um, Blades had him hurt a couple of times. I mean, not really hurt, but I mean, he had him stung a couple of times, and he shot in once for a takedown and got stuffed. And I was like, I don't think. Um, Lewis hit him once and uh, Blades was like, okay, I respect your power. And I was like, if we just keep seeing this, like Lewis might, might get finished here. And then <laughs> beginning of the second, you're like, you're like, uh, maybe more of the same. Nope. Takedown attempt, uppercut, m- one of the most vicious KOs you ever see. Murder on live television. They should have arrested him on the spot, thrown him in jail for lo- throwing the key away. It was brutal. It was brutal. And Lewis, you got to respect Lewis, man. I mean, this guy looks like he's going to lose every single fight. And just knocks everybody out. (laughs) Like, he should have lost that Volkov fight. Like, there was no way he should have won that fight. But with his power, it's just the ultimate eraser. He beat Francis Ngannou. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Think about that. He beat Francis Ngannou. And you tell people that, they're like, what? Yeah, you beat Francis and God. You know what I mean? Like, Just don't show them the film. <laughs> just don't show them what happened. But uh, it's crazy. The most knockouts in heavyweight history. And it's like, this fight hurt every, like, hardcore MMA fan. Like, <laughs> like Curtis Blades, like, take mixing in takedowns, like, good striking. Derek Lewis, just, like, uppercut go burr. You know, like, <laughs> just, like... <laughs> Oh, see, Derek, I, I, I've watched multiple Derek Lewis fights, and he has not done any footwork whatsoever. He just stands there and he waits. I mean, he does – he is actually great at playing possum and, yeah. like, drawing people in. He might be, like, one of the best ever – why don't more fighters take – a page out of the Derek Lewis playbook, you know, like that fight against uh, JDS when he got hit in the hit in the belly, and then he just goes boom overhand right to JDS. I mean, he was wasn't actually kind of hurt. Ro- wasn't it Ben Rothwell that fight? No, it was JDS. Was it JDS? I thought yeah. it was Ben Rothwell. Oh, but but um, it, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just he's he's so awesome to watch, and he's so funny afterwards too. We'll talk about what he said after, but let's talk about uh, what's next for Curtis Blades. I don't know. I think he has to wait. I mean, this was his best shot at getting – I don't think this was going to get him a title shot with a win, but he was going to get a number one contender shot if he won. Like, don't you think if he won, he would have got the winner of Rosenstrike gain? He probably would have got Rosenstrike gain winner. Yeah. And then now I think he drops down – to like seven, eight range, right? Because you got to think Volkov, Lewis, winner of Roger Strike Gain, like they all move up. Like Overeem, all those guys that lost moved down. So, yeah. And, and you got to think too, like he's like winner, you know, loser of Stipe Nganu. You know, the guy who loses immediately goes to the number one. So, and we got John Jones coming into the mix quite soon. So this was Curtis Blades, like, 
closest. He's not going to get a title shot for a very long time after this. Yeah, and some people are saying after his next fight, he should just go to Bellator. But I'm like, no, he he, he, he could be a champion in this division. I think I don't, there's no doubt in my mind. He's got to play. He's got to play. He's still decently young for a heavyweight. Yeah, he's thirty. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. Like you're not. What does they say? Like thirty five is like your heavyweight prime. Um, they should. He should just wait it. You know, try to like wait out the division and just take, you know get a win streak against yeah. people in the division and build up some wins and then start, you know, not like all the like lower level guys, like, you know, don't beat up on 13 through 15, but like, you know, beat some guys six through 10 and start to fight the top guys again. It's just, I hope he takes some time off after this. Cause that was those last two shots. You just, I just, you know, that's those, brain those, damage. Yeah. It's just that you don't want him to get in there too quick and risk, you know, serious, injury like later in life did you see the guy who called his wife to troll him oh I, yeah I, I, that's messed up i was gonna say like that's that's messed up and that guy like i, I want to see blades fight him i'm i'd pay money for they that. should they should like bring back uh remember, remember that show like beat down bully where they would have um like somebody like and they're like a bully and then they would bring like an mma fighter Oh, I never saw that show. Oh, it was great. And they uh, had um I'll look it up. Yeah, what was that guy's name? Uh Mayhem Miller. Remember Mayhem Miller? Kind of. Yeah, they like they would bring in like like a person and somebody that would bully them from like their like middle school and like when they were older and they would throw the bully into the ring with like a MMA fighter oh, and Lord. the MMA fighter would just ragdoll them. It's like <laughs> They should we'll have that. About, we'll talk about something like that after. But okay. for Derek Lewis, he wants to clap, quote, clap Overeem's cheeks. Um, <laughs> I think that's just murder on Lewis's part because I, th- I think Overeem should just hang him up. What do you think? Um, no comment on that uh, previous. Get a hold of yourself, Breck. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't believe. I can't believe he's the funniest person in the UFC. Um, I I don't know why you would want to fight Overeem. I mean, he he says he, he wants did. to stay active, and it's an easy paycheck. I think. I think I would fear for Overeem after his last fight too. Just the way Volkov picked him apart on the feet, and like. <laughs> The way, like, Derek Lewis, like, Blades is a better wrestler than Alistair Overeem is. And yeah. Derek Lewis handled Curtis Blades pretty easily. Like, not re- like, you know what I mean? Like, I so- mean, Derek Lewis is an all American wrestler. Come on. <laughs> Give me them wrestlers, boy. But, um, <laughs> I, I mean, over if it's pretty, it's pretty interesting because if he got a win over Overeem. It's interesting because Derek Lewis, you could argue he he should like fight for the title soon. He also only like, wants a three round round fight next, so he recognizes that he's not getting the t- next title shot. I know, but like he he deserves to be up there. I know people like probably laugh at that, but like I think he should wait. He probably sh- he, he should wait. But, like yeah, that 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 fight makes sense. Get a win over Overeem, and then easy fight, paycheck. Fight fight the winner of um. Maybe fight Gain Rosenstrike winner. Yeah. Then after if if he 
somehow won that fight, you would fight for the title. Yeah. <laughs> like, what other fighter in the UFC wins and they're like, do you want to fight for the title? And he's like, I'm good. <laughs> no other fighter. Not a single other fighter on the roster would be like, I don't really care about the title. But you know who will? Derek Lewis. <laughs> but anyway, so who's the funniest MMA fighter, in your opinion? We talked about him a couple of weeks ago. Darren Till is up there. Darren Till. I mean, funny. Mike Perry is up there. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the conversation with him and Darren Till? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mike Perry. Mike Perry might be more fun to like laugh at. Like, yeah, you don't laugh with Mike Perry. You laugh at Mike Perry. Sometimes you laugh with. Sometimes I laugh with Mike Perry just because like the things he says are so ludicrous. But um, I don't know. Lewis, Lewis, Lewis is probably up there. You, like you, his Instagram page is one of the greatest followers of all time. It's a it's a meme page. It's great. He's okay. <laughs> he's okay. He posts like, like horrific videos every day of people getting really injured. He just writes, he's okay. It's unbelievable. And then he posted one of him and his son riding on the riding on his four wheeler into the into the uh into the stairs. Dude, We're okay. Yeah. We're okay. <laughs> Who does that? Nobody. So I figured this out. Mike Perry and Darren Till are fighting on the same card April 10th. If same Perry's wrong. opponent misses wrong. weight and Till's opponent misses weight, we get the fight of the year. What are the chances of both fighters missing weight, though? We'll, we'll see what the MMA gods dictate. <laughs> yeah. Maybe so, down the line. If Mike Perry wins, maybe down the line, they could fight. Yeah, that's true. But, oh, he's training with uh, Colby Covington now. Who, Mike Perry? Yeah. It's not surprising. They're kind of in the same, you know. <laughs> They're one in the same. One in the same. <laughs> Uh, it's oh, it's also Colby Covington's birthday today. Uh, happy birthday, I guess. I mean, just just gotta get that out there a little bit. Uh, but so speaking of bullies picking on one another, there's this video of an Oklahoma wide receiver picking on an MMA fighter of ten years. Uh, the Oklahoma wide receivers guy shoves him, but the MMA guy wipes his nose, looks at it nods his head and throws a four piece combo on the guy and throws him to the ground. And now the Oklahoma wide receiver almost lost his eye, but he got eye surgery. What were your thoughts on that fight, Breck? Well, I like saw some coverage of this and it was like Oklahoma football, like Twitter accounts, like, like this is a disgrace. This happened to our player, player assaulted and stuff. And then it was like, (laughs) like a, maybe it was like a Texas reporter or something put out like, did you know that there's video and then the, they released the video and it was like, Oh wow. And it's like, you see the guy has cowboy boots on and then he has cauliflower ear. You're like cauliflower ear, not a great idea to pick some a fight with somebody with cauliflower ear. It's like when, when like, and the guys were being complete assholes too. It's like, who knows what led up to all that. But like the, the guys that they like were picking on, like, where's this kind of just standing there? And then, like, they turned the, – the guy who eventually took him down was just turned to his buddy and was like, yeah, let, let's do this. And you're right. He hit him with, like – he, like – he hit a him slap, with, a right hook, a left a left straight to the chest, and, and then another, another right hook. hook. It was unbelievable. A four-piece combo for the ages. It, it, <laughs> they should teach it in, like, boxing classes. It was unbelievable. It should be a new move. 
It should be a move in MMA. They should they should name it something. It was I, unbelievable. I loved how he slapped him in the face with the first left, the first right hand that he threw. <laughs> it is a serious situation. Like I, it's good that the, he didn't lose his eye and everything, but it's hard to defend the Oklahoma football players when you kind of started it, and it's like. When you pick on people with MMA, <laughs> I saw headlines like trains UFC. It's like, that's the perfect headline, trains UFC. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when you, when you, you know, fight somebody with grappling experience, you're done. And do you see him trying to throw like uppercuts while getting like guillotined, like getting like rear naked choked? Yeah. Like, you know, from behind, he's like trying to throw like punches. Like, oh, bro, that was bad too. His buddy got like slammed into like the, the, the wall. concrete wall and got knocked yeah, out and just out. Yeah. Judo thrown. <laughs> yeah, and like bad. the lo- the lawyer, uh like I f- I'm trying to see what the lawyer said. Oh, oh, the lawyer of the Oklahoma football player said he was trying to de-escalate the situation. But un- but unfortunately, it wasn't de-escalated despite his best efforts, and he became the victim of this vicious, vicious assault you have just seen. Oh, my God. These people. It's uh, – okay, you know what? It's the lawyer. I, He's supposed to do that. I understand. I'm – you know Good. Good. You know <laughs> good. I'm glad these – I'm glad these – I'm glad those dudes whipped them up. Um it's like rule number one, if you're going to fight somebody, look at their ears first. Just <laughs> Rule number one, okay? If you see the cauliflower ear, probably not a good idea. They could have, like, those guys were significantly smaller than them, too, and they destroy them. Like, it doesn't – weight doesn't matter with the rest of them. You know what I mean? Like, I know a kid that's probably, like – I know a kid that could beat up so many kids, My like, and he's so much smaller, but he wrestled his whole life and is so strong. It's like when you wrestle for your whole life, it's like you just know – like how to take people down. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. What are you doing? I, I just love how he threw the four piece combo, threw him to the ground and took his back within 10 seconds. Within 10 seconds. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable transition. Um, and I loved how at the beginning he wiped his nose with, <laughs> and just looked at the blood and just then unleashed yeah. the four piece combo, took his back. And then within another two seconds, he was choking him out. They should, this should give him, they should, this, this video, this viral moment should give him uh, an amateur fight somewhere like this. I hope this gets him like an amateur fight, you know? Well, he's probably going to go to Bellator for this. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Scott Coke was already signing paperwork this morning, but yeah, it was just, and people were saying, Oh, LeBron James would destroy Colby Covington. I'm like, no, absolutely not. That fight would be over within 20 seconds. Yeah, probably. Uh, oh, uh, the, Travis Fulton was indicted on child pornography charges. Um, Legendary. Uh, most of the most fights in MMA history. Yeah, that's uh, it's quite the charge. Don't know where to go with that one. I don't know where to go with that one either, but dude needs help. Dude needs help. What else was I going to mention? Oh my gosh. He is, Travis Fulton is 255 and 54. Yeah, well, that's probably some brain damage there. That, you know. Yeah, I, I would expect that, to be honest. Uh, what else? Oh, and he also has uh, 75 pro boxing matches. <laughs> I mean, you got a terrible guy, but that's, 
nuts. What else yeah, is there about to talk the, about? Uh, how about the Oscar Valdez KO on um on junior box uh, top rank? Oh my gosh. He was I, I was watching that fight and in the fifth round he's just piecing him up. And the ref could have yeah, stopped the fight, to be stopped. honest. They should have stopped it, yeah. And then just nasty left to the temple when it was over. Made, All right. Did you know that TJ Dillashaw is older than Jose Aldo? Yeah, I did know that. And People are amazed that Jose Aldo is only like 34. Yeah, I'm amazed. I mean, he's been around forever probably. And then um, Dillashaw wants to go straight for the belt. And skip the line. Which I don't think is going to happen based off of uh, Sandhagen's performance. No, it won't. And also, he cheated, so they shouldn't give him the shot. No, he cheated. Yeah, exactly. But, like, you can't, you know, I was like, I saw a lot of the discussion about this recently. It's like, you can't deny, too, like, TJ Dillashaw did cheat. And stuff, but, like, he also technically is, like, a good, you know what I mean? Like, technically, as a striker. Yeah, he's a pretty good fighter. Like he's you incredible. can't, you can't be bad at fighting, and and steroids make you good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to be somewhat good. To yeah. you know what I mean? Like you can't be like a chump and then just take steroids and all of a sudden you win a belt. Yeah, I hate you how have people. To be good. Yeah, I hate how people are like. Oh, the only reason John Jones was good is because he took steroids. I'm like, he didn't really take steroids. But like, he, the reason he didn't. He was bad, like not bad to the end of his play heavyweight career. He wasn't as dominant because it just wasn't exciting for him. Like, what's it? I'd be more excited to fight Hua than I would Dominic Reyes, you know? Like, let's be honest here. What else is there? there there's, there's been a lot over the past few days. Oh, um, Ahmed Zaitar is not being cut by the UFC. Dude, that is one of the crazier stories ever in the UFC. What is going on? What was in the bag? What was what in the was, bag? Uh, that's why I want to vaccine, know. The, the cure to COVID. What was in the what was in the bag? <laughs> the, the cure, the cure to Dana COVID. White, Dana White. Like, does he have like pictures of Dana White that can never be released? Like, does he have black? Like, what was in the bag? Dana White looking for a fight. Un- unreleased. It's very confusing. Like they, like where the day it happened, they're like he's gone and shit. Like, how did they like? Um, two months later, like there's just like, yeah, we didn't cut him. Very, very confusing. Yeah, but I mean, I gotta say, he's a good fighter though. That's Zaitar is amazing. Yeah, that's the thing. Maybe they looked and they're like, we need this fighter. You know, I mean, the dude has bricks for hands. That's the thing. Maybe they looked and they're like, we need this fighter on the roster. Yeah, I mean, we need yeah. to know what's in the bag. They need to release what was in the bag. Yeah, was I it, hope uh... it's like the most like. <laughs> I hope it's like his favorite like dish or something that they can't get like in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I hope it's something so re- like, or like unreleased yeah. ultimate fighter VHS tapes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like something so like ridiculously requested by him. They're like, I have to have it. Like <laughs> I need the Dean Thomason, uh, uh, Michael Bisping files, but yeah. Oh, Paige Van Zandt's coming back this summer for bare knuckle. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I mean, she didn't do terrible in her last uh, Knuckle Mania. That that was – I watched the whole thing. That was one of the dumbest things I've ever watched. Yeah, it was a little bit of – um, it was a little bit of, like, you know, it was a little bit crazy. Um, 
had a little bit of um like a WWE feel to it. You know what I mean? Like the build up to it. Knuckle wow. up. <laughs> Knuckle up. <laughs> it was just, I mean, they gotta sell themselves some way. So it felt like rough and rowdy a little bit, but um Yeah. <laughs> I, it didn't uh, it was weird just hearing Dan Mergliata say knuckle up instead of fight. <laughs> I don't know. I'm 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 kind of a fan of the bare knuckle boxing though. It's you know it's old school. It is old school. Oh, Chris Lieben, man. I gotta give it to him. Yeah, he retired, right? Yeah, I I, I want oh, he God. wants Jake Paul, and I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Give it to him. Just feed him to the beast that yeah. is um that is Chris Lieben. Dang, what else, what else is there? Oh, we never talked about this. I want to talk about Umar Nurmagomedov, Habib's cousin. Oh, my gosh. I mean, this was a few weeks ago, but he's so good. <laughs> oh, yeah, and this was when Khabib, like, translated for him too, right? After the yeah. Fight? Yeah, I mean, the whole Dagestani crew is, is, um, is pretty great. If you look at the records of fighters from Dagestan – there's like I don't remember exactly what the number is, but it's it's ridiculous. They win it like at eight, like they win it like like a seventy five percent clip or so. It's the clips nuts. Like they they're like I want to say their total record between like the the that claims fighters from Dagestan. Like say there's like a hundred fighters that fight out of Dagestan or something. Their record is like three hundred and fifty and like like forty or something like that. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Just yeah. built different over there. Literally, like the definition of built different is Dagestan. Yeah. <laughs> Dagestan. We're built different. <laughs> Literally. I, I loved how Habib uh, said, like, Umar was trying to do the thing in English. He goes, You're not ready for English yet. I love the broken English that Habib talks. It's so funny. Like, when him and DC talk in the broken English, you ever notice how DC talks in like broken Russian English when he talks to Habib? Yeah, goes into that broke. He's like, brother, brother, brother. It's so funny when when him and DC talk. It's it's the best. Number one, number one. one. <laughs> Dana White, Nida. <laughs> it's, it's just it's so funny to watch. But I'm not the one to laugh because I can't speak a second language. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Oh, Fle- who's Danielle Wolf? Hmm. Felicia Spencer is fighting this woman named Danielle Wolf. In a featherweight bout. Oh, let me look. She's 1-0. and oh. Did she recently just sign? Oh, I think I know what she is. She's a boxer. And this is yes, going to be your... Yes, uh... No, no, no. Yeah. She won her, she won her first fight on the Contender Series. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, that's kind of interesting, I guess. But I expect Spencer just to take her to the ground and sub her. Let's be honest here. <laughs> She's interesting. Yeah. She's welterweight uh, Olympic boxer, um, national champion in boxing. Yeah, she's she's a solid boxer, but I think she might get absolutely destroyed by Felicia Spencer. <laughs> Yeah, I'm interested to see. Um, they're not. I don't know. I don't. I believe they're both signed to um, PFL 
Clarissa Shields and um oh yeah what's the other one Kayla uh, Harrison Kayla Harrison they're both signed with PFL right yeah Kayla Harrison he, she's like Ronda Rousey in the sense that she's so good at one specific skill set mm-hmm. that she could just dominate but like everybody from when those when they signed to PFL is like everybody hopes they like dominate PFL they fight in PFL and then the UFC sign, like poaches them signs them then they you know have that fight in the UFC like five years down the line. Yeah. It'll be interesting to watch. All right. That's all I got for the episode. Do you have anything else? Uh, nothing else. Um, I got no, I'm looking at it. I couldn't find any news. Any yeah. Fight news. Yeah. We, we kind of just covered it. All right. That'll do it for us here, guys. We'll see you later.